0: hey everyone welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about how to get back on track after you've been on vacation because this is one of those key times where a lot of people are doing really good looking forward to vacation they're on their plan really strict they want to get the best results possible for vacation and then they get back from vacation and it's hard to get started because a you may not have that motivation if your main motivation was kind of going on vacation and that was a big thing um and then b the big thing is that now you've most likely gone off your plan and it depends how far you've gone off your plan uh you know dictates how difficult it can to get back on track but i want to talk about a few different ways you can make that happen so um first thing that i like to suggest and this is from a client of mine is that you consider the first week back after vacation uh kind of re-entry and so what this is is this is resetting it up so that you're not expecting that the day, the Monday you get back is going to be the same as that week right before you left, right? Because at that time, you were probably kind of in the flow of things. Things were going real well. Um, and now, you know, again, you've had a week off or two, a couple of weeks off, however long you on vacation for. And so reentry is really this mindset where I'm going to get myself back on track, but I'm not expecting perfection out of myself. This is so important, just this mindset shift alone. Because if you think that you're just gonna start after vacation being right, picking right up where you left off, maybe, you know, if you can do it, cool. Uh, but I like to set myself up kind of for success. And I don't wanna set myself up to expect too much out of myself and then not reach it and then feel like I failed and then be like, ah, forget it. I can't get myself back on track. So the first thing again is reentry, Thinking about that term, giving yourself at least a week. You know, sometimes after the holidays I'll give myself two weeks to really get myself back up to speed. And again, this is an unusual mindset to have, and it's so beneficial because it it gives you the time to ramp back up, you know, to get yourself back on track. Okay, so building on top of that re-entry week, the next thing is to really focus in on the core habits, right, so again, if we're not going into that first week expecting ourselves to be perfect, the next step we can do from that is to realize we really wanna focus on the core habits that we're building. So I can tell you for me, the real core habit is my breakfast and my lunch. I wanna get those locked in. Now, I wanna be clear right off the bat, I was eating more sugar, I'm eating more uh, heavier foods, baked goods, You know, all of this type of vacation-y type of stuff. And so when I get back, I've got increased cravings for sugar, increased cravings for baked goods, You know, croissants, donuts, things like that. And so that's why I'm not expecting perfection on myself because it's not just the motivation I have, it's also realizing that I've got a lot of sugar and and kind of, you know, stuff in my body. And now there's more cravings for those foods. So before I went on vacation, I was cleaner I was eating cleaner. So it was easier for me to eat cleaner. So I go on vacation and I'm drinking more and I'm eating not as clean foods. And so now I'm going to have more of those cravings at least for a little while. So again, I'm going to wean them out. And so what I really want to focus on is not being perfect with my eating as soon as I get back on track, but again, to focus in on the, the core parts of my habits are gonna last no matter what. Now this speaks to a bigger issue because again, a lot of times people when they approach weight loss, it's it's all or nothing, it's perfect or nothing. So again, you have to understand we're in an all or something mindset. So my first week in, I really want to get my core habits back in place. The eating ones are my breakfast, I want my normal breakfast in place. I want to have my normal lunch in place, make my salads, get them all ready to go. And I make my dinner as healthy as I can be now i'm going to expect and i have experienced already i'm only on day one here but there's the eating's not as clean there's a little bit of snacking in between the meals which normally isn't there there's eating some foods that hasn't been there it's only day one so far but um it's just not as clean as a normal monday is but i'm okay with that okay because i've given myself that space and so we're kind of ramping up and the other things here though so, so i was talking about kind of the eating habits and this is kind of the third piece here is really to focus on my lifestyle habits. And this is something I'm always, always really trying to communicate to you all, is that you know, I always talk about the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating. Eating's on top, but the sub layers below it are the foundation for the eating. And so me right now, even though it was vacation, it was a relaxing, enjoyable vacation, it was a long drive there and back. It was still out of my normal routine. And so I get back and I focus in on my lifestyle habits, my sleeping. So I'll go to sleep earlier, I'll get sleep, I'll take naps when I'm feeling tired. My water, my hydration, I'll keep that, get that back to its normal levels. Um, you know, resting and relaxing, you know, when I can. Uh getting my meditation levels back up to where they were. My stretching. I haven't stretched in a week, so I'm tight, and that all leads it's discomfort, right? So my, my muscles are a little sore, today, my my feet are a little sore, my legs are sore than they're where they're usually not. And that's because I haven't been stretching. And so all of these things will lead me to wanna eat more, okay, because there's discomfort, so I use the pain to numb that out a little bit. Um, You know, when I'm tired, you have unhealthier cravings and less ability to stop them. So all these lifestyle factors of sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, all of these things I wanna get back up to their normal levels. And again, focus in the evening, the eating, getting the eating back on track, and then getting myself back to normal. But again, I'm giving myself that time and I'm strategically doing it. That's the key phrase I wanna share with you here in, in closing, is that it's strategic. It's not just all or nothing, it's me strategically getting my eating back to where it was before I left. And a lot of people don't do this because they're in the all or nothing mindset. So if you come all or something, you think about getting yourself back on track st- strategically and figure out what works for you. But give yourself that time to get yourself back mentally, mindset-wise, physically, emotionally back into the place you were at before vacation and then you'll find yourself, it's much easier to get back on track. All right. So I hope these help you out and uh, yeah, have a great day with that. Um, yeah. If anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'd love to try and answer them. I really want to lose fat, but I binge all the time. What should I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard to lose fat if you're binging all the time. I mean, why are you binging all the time though? And that, that's the, that's the question. Uh, you know, again, there's usually two key reasons why people binge a lot. Um, first one is they're over restricting. If you over restrict, uh, what tends to happen on the other side is you end up binging, you know? So again, that's part of that all or nothing mindset. So I would suggest that you don't over restrict so much. You know, you're probably over restricting because you're impatient, you just want fast results. But if you slow that process down in your mind and realize you don't just wanna lose weight, you wanna live limit your goal weight for the rest of your life, that gives you a longer time frame and it may help with the binging. The other thing that leads to binging a lot of times is emotional stuff. Um, There might be some emotions you don't know how to deal with, don't want to deal with, and you use the food, um, the binging, the binge-shame cycle that follows it to kind of distract yourself from those emotions. So, again, learning how to deal with your emotions is just another core, core part of mastering your weight. And so, yeah, you're right, though. It's very difficult to to control your weight if you're binging all the time. Um, But you can change it, okay? And so the final piece when it comes to binging is why are you binging? What's going on? So you want to kind of put your your investigator hat on and look back at when you're binging, what's going on, right? You don't want to binge, you want to lose weight. So what is triggering it? Again, I'd start with your hunger levels. Are you getting too hungry? Um, Emotionally, are you getting kind of unbalanced? You can't control yourself? Or is there something else, you know, and start to look at it strategically, so that you can resolve it strategically. And that's going to help you. Ashley says, what is insane is I started ADHD meds and my constant want to binge is gone and I know when I'm full. Hey, that's great. Yeah, we never know, right? Some of these medicines sometimes can, can impact us in unusual ways that we didn't imagine. So um, I hope the, those meds continue working for you like that and helping other ways. And uh, yeah, that's great, you know. Um, but again, I, I think it comes back, listen, binging, there's a lot of reasons it can happen. Um, most of the ones I've seen are usually, usually mindset-based Again, right? The, so the, the over-restricting is mindset-based, but it's physical in nature, right? What's what, I mean? what does that mean? Because um, not everything's mindset. I, I think this is important to make this distinction because some people out there just say, oh, everything's mindset. Well, it is kind of, but there's also physical, there's a physical reality, right? So in your mind, if you have a mindset, that, I just want to lose the weight fast. I just want to lose as fast as I can, so I'm going to stop eating, okay? That's the mindset piece. And so you put the strategy in place where you, you try not to eat anything. But then physically your body gets really, really hungry, right? And then there's all the physical effects of you being really hungry. What are those physical effects, by the way? Well, a lot of those physical effects are actually brain sense effects, meaning, you know, as soon as you're really hungry, all of your senses tune in to food. Do you understand that, right? So when you're making yourself really hungry, way over restricting, not eating enough food, what happens is your eyes can see food from across the field. Your ears can hear people up in chip bags from across town. You can smell people cooking food, you know, from the other side of the street. And so it makes it really difficult to keep saying no because your your brain and body get more and more fixated on it. Right. So that's the physical piece that was put in action by the mindset piece. Because if you didn't have that mindset of wanting to lose weight just as fast as I can, instead looked at it like, I want to master my weight once and for all. I'm not in a rush. I don't care how much weight I lose this month. I'm concerned with what I can do over the next year. Well, if you have that mindset, then you're probably not going to over-restrict because you know that's a short-term strategy. You see? Now you're not going to be so hungry physically. So I hope that that helps you out. But, But good, Ashley. I'm glad for you. I'm happy. Anyone comes up with solutions, great. Uzma, I lost 50 kilogram years ago and fluctuate by 7 kilograms. Why do I feel like it's harder to reduce these last few kilograms? Um, I find it harder to lose 7 kilograms than I did the 50 kilograms. Okay, so um, I'll throw a couple ideas out where that that could be because it's a common thing. And one is physically it is more difficult to lose the last 10 pounds, say, 5, 10 pounds, than it is the first 5 or 10, depending how much weight you have to lose, Okay. Um, just physically it's a bit harder, but I am a mindset person. So I tend to look at mindset pieces. Now I'll, I'll throw this out there. I don't know if this will resonate with you or not, but it's something that I think is worth a a thought or consideration is that most people with their weight, they've got two modes, they've got overweight mode and they have dieter mode and what I've found, because I've had, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I'm going to do this for a long time. A lot of times what happens is as people approach their goal weight, they start freaking out. Now you say, well, why, why does that make any sense? Well, it does when you look at their mindsets, right? And so if the only mindset you know is how to be overweight or how to be a dieter, as you start approaching your goal weight, people usually start freaking out because they say, well, what do I do now? I, I can't keep losing weight. And you don't want to be overweight, so you don't put the weight back on. And so a lot of people find some weird strange subconscious comfort in dieting and as that goal weight approaches they start freaking out because well, what are they going to do then right because what's been your mantra is i just want to lose the weight i just want to lose the weight i just want to lose the weight well what are you going to say like once you actually get to that goal you know so this is why i always say well, program yourself then we always we don't focus on how much weight you want to lose we focus on what your goal weight is i want to be x amount of pounds i want to be x amount of pounds i want to live it ma- i want to live it that way for the rest of my life on near autopilot for the rest of my life, I want to live as this person at this weight. And so we're setting ourselves right up from the beginning to be the person you want to be. And what you've been doing is you're like, I don't want to be that, you know, that, that 50 kilogram m- more person. I don't want to be that person. It's all fixed out on the person you don't want to be. And it creates this vacuum. Well, who do you want to be? How do you want to think? Right. And so if you're overweight or a dieter, this is why, this happened, why did 95% of people lose the weight? Put it back on. Right. That's not a physical thing. Right? They lost the weight. So why, how did they put it back on? Because they have no mindset for living at their goal weight. Right, They got the mindset. Oh, thanks. I see, I see that. Um, they got the mindset of, of being overweight and not thinking about it or ignoring it. And they got the mindset of being a dieter and just losing weight. Again, there's nothing in the middle. Who is you? Who is you as a thin, healthy person? Who's thin, healthy Uzma? Right? Because if you have no sense of what that you... Oh, I don't know. And that's what a lot of people... If you're really honest with yourself, a lot of times that's vacuum. Oh, oh i don't know you start to realize that tension oh god i'm kind of angry i don't know what i'm gonna do how am i gonna live as a thin healthy person see because even the seven seven kilograms you still get to talk about it right you still get to talk about weight loss lost 43 kilograms but here you are living in that seven kilogram weight loss mode it allows you to stay in that weight loss mode though you know that diet or mindset so again what i would suggest is that you start developing the mindset of a thin healthy uzma see if that helps you out you know Um, Someone says Pau Gasol. (laughs) Do I look like Pau Gasol? Is that what you're saying? Uh, How can I imagine myself then when I don't know how that feels? Okay, great question. Um, I like that. And I like how you said I don't know how it feels. Uh, You do know how it feels, first of all. Um, You may not know how it looks. And this is a big distinction. When people imagine themselves, use visualization, I think one of the biggest mistakes they make is they think they're visually in their mind going to see like a crystal clear picture. And that is not necessarily true, and it's not necessary, okay? What you want to do when you're imagining yourself as the person you want to be is you really want to go into the feelings that you're going to have as that version of yourself, and you do know how this feels because being thin is just an accumulation of feelings that you imagine you're going to have that you've already had, okay? So, for example, and I always forget how to pronounce your name. Is it Tone? I would think it was like Tonya from here is like the closest thing. I'm, I'm not going to say, I, think, I feel like I'm butchering it. I don't know how to pronounce that J. Um, but if you imagine yourself at your goal weight, what are some feelings you would have? You imagine yourself having, right? Let's just, I'm going to hit some of the common ones. I'd be more confident. I'd be more calm. Um, I feel better about myself. I guess that's confidence. I would feel more attractive. Let's just go with those three. And it doesn't matter which feelings they are because no matter which feelings you pick that you think you're going to feel when you're thin, you've had those feelings and you could have them now. You understand that? Let's just say, let's just go with confidence, right? So let's just say, well, if I lose the weight, then I'll feel confident, which is what most people do. Big mistake. You never want to put your feelings out in a future somewhere, right? You don't want to be saying, oh, once I lose the weight, then I'll feel confident. That's bullshit because you can feel confident now. And why not feel confident now when you want to help you lose the weight? Stop putting that out there as something you can't have until now because what's changing? You know, why wouldn't you be able to feel confident now? you got all you know what I mean like nothing's changing in your nervous system that's gonna allow you to feel an emotion you can't feel now okay so that's that's a that's a mind-blowing concept if you really get it because I'm telling you you're putting all the wonderful feelings you're putting them behind a wall Uh, that that wall is your goal weight and you're saying I I won't feel beautiful until I lose the weight I can't feel attractive until I lose I can't feel confident until I lose the weight it's just complete and utter bullshit and so you can feel those things now and so what do you imagine you're going to feel when you're thin when you're thin and healthy, what do you are going to feel? Confident. Okay. Well, what does confidence feel like? How do you imagine it will feel? You see what I mean? So this is how you get to that place. You don't have to have ever been it. You don't have to You were thin for one day. You've just been overweight as long as you can remember. You know? And, um, and now you don't know what it feels like, you know? But you know what confidence feels like. You have a sense of what feeling attractive would feel like. Maybe you don't know directly what it feels like. I don't know what flying feels like, but I could imagine it pretty vividly. You see? So you can allow yourself to feel whatever you want if you're not to use your imagination. And it's a very, very powerful tool because the more confident you feel, the more attractive and uh, beautiful you feel now, the easier the process is because what's what's preventing you from losing the weight a lot of times is is a lack of positive emotions. You're not feeling confident. You're not feeling beautiful. You're not feeling attractive. And so it's leading you to food. And once you start feeling those things inside of yourself, which you can feel right now, no matter what weight you're at, once you start feeling those things, then it becomes easier to make the right food choices. And those are just facts. So I hope that helps you out. And by the way, so the easiest way to imagine yourself thin, so, so you hear what I'm saying, it's not imagining yourself thin as much as it's imagining, what am I going to feel? What do I believe I'm going to feel when I'm thin and healthy? Do, do you understand that? There's a big, big distinction there. But the easiest way to do this is go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session I give you. It's a new, the new thin me. <laughs> It's literally the name of the session. And it's a weight loss kickstart session to help you do this exact same thing. All right. So go get that and listen to it. It's free. Uh, all right. Hey, what's up, Erica? How you doing? Uh, yeah, welcome back. It's good, nice to be back. Jilly says, how many on here take weight loss injections? Um, great answer. Thank you. You say my name correct. Oh, it is Tanya. Okay, great. Perfect, perfect. How do I know that my goal weight is realistic? My cousin told me I would never reach it. That stuck with me. She didn't mean it to be mean. Oh, I get that test. That's a great, great question. I talk a lot about goal weight because I think most people mess this up, uh, meaning that I think most people choose a goal weight that they don't even want. Never mind if they believe they can achieve it, which is a whole nother piece of it too. But I find a lot of people... Ch- think of their goal weight as if it were like in a vacuum and they just pick a goal weight. And I always, because that was, again, of 5,000 private weight loss sessions, we always pretty much start with, um, what's your goal weight? Okay. Why? Why'd you choose that? Right, We got to know why. Because a lot of people don't have much meaning with their goal weight. It's just a weight they've been saying for decades now. Oh, that's what I weighed when I was 23. That's what I weighed when I lost weight on Weight Watchers. That's what I weighed when I got married. And they just it's some shitty reason. You know what I mean? Like it's not really well thought out. There's not a lot of meaning there. And so, I find a lot of times people choose a goal weight without taking into account the fact that they've got to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that goal weight. Your, goal, your, your weight doesn't live in a vacuum, right? It's a reflection of how you live and eat. And a lot of people are choosing a weight that's lower than they're willing to live and eat at. If you're picking a weight where you got to eat 700 calories a day forever, you're not going to stick with that because it's a shitty quality of life. Are you got to eat carrots and drink water all day for the rest of your life so you can weigh this weight? Why? Do you see what I mean? Like, you have to understand weight is a means to an end. Weight and money are very similar in this way that, that it, just having, just being thin or just having money doesn't make you happy. There's plenty of people that are sick that lose weight that aren't happy they're losing weight. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that's not a guarantee of, of happiness. So, once you understand that, you take into account and realize that really what you're shooting for, and I always suggest that that your goal weight should be the weight that gives you the best quality of life. I think that's the best way to go about it. I guess, I, you know, I think looking starting with a, with a BMI chart is a fine place to start. Um, if your number that you pick is in the overweight range, fine, right? Because your health is, you can be just as healthy in the overweight range um, as in your normal range, right? That those are not correlated, seemingly. Um, so that's the first thing is, which weight's going to give you the best quality of life? And that's taking into account how you're going to have to live and eat in order to achieve that weight. And I think that's an important question. And so is my goal weight realistic? Well, I guess we don't know, you know what I mean? I don't know what your your history is, right? So it depends what you've weighed over the last five years, you know, for, for me to know that. Um, but I think a better question is, is my goal weight one that's going to give me the best quality of life? I think that's a much better question, right? Because what, what they she may be saying is, you might be choosing a weight that's really low that you've been saying, because here's, here's the test, folks. Ready? You want to know? If you've been saying the same weight for 10, 20, 40 years, and you haven't achieved it, stop saying that weight. Because, yeah, no one believes you is part of it. Not, not I'm not trying to be mean either, <laughs> right? But I'm I'm, not, I'm here to shoot you guys honest. I, the last thing I'm ever going to do is bullshit you. But it's like, if you're out there saying that same weight, this is a perfectionist thing, I notice. And I work with a lot of, I'm a recovering perfectionist. In my program, we get two things, overthinkers and perfectionists. And the perfectionist thing is like a sneaky way to be a procrastinator because it's like, well, if I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do it right and I'm going to go to X amount of pounds, right? It's all or nothing, baby, you know? And it's like, but if you really look at it, most perfectionists in terms of their weight are nothing. They're they're not close to their weight. They're saying the same bullshit for decades and they're not getting anywhere close to their goal weight, you know? And it's like, if they don't get to their goal weight, it's not even worth doing, which is the worst mindset ever because even halfway to your goal weight, if you woke up there tomorrow, you'd feel great you know but anyways so i think it's less about if it's realistic and more about is it going to give you the best quality of life i would bet without even knowing anything about the details there's a good chance that you've been saying a number for a long time it's a low number meaning for you to achieve that number you have to be extremely strict really lower the calories work out hard be really really like close to perfect and maybe you've done it a couple times once or twice haven't maintained it maybe you've tried it you've gotten close haven't gotten there and now no one believes it's going to happen. And they're trying to gently say to you, maybe that weight's too low. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I don't know the details of what, what you're, you're saying there. But um, but either way, Tess, what you got to do here is you've got to, I would suggest strongly that you change that goal weight by at least a pound one way or the other, okay? Because that weight you've been saying, I know you've been saying it for a long time, and it now has all sorts of negative shit attached to it. I, guarantee, I can almost guarantee there's failure attached to it. You've tried to reach that weight before. You haven't done it. And there's that, and then there's your cousin. What they've said about that weight, and that's attached to it. So I would change the weight a couple, couple pounds. Um, another way to approach it to know whether a goal weight's realistic or not is to realize your goal weight can change. You know, how are you choosing the goal weight? Years ago, I've maintained the same weight for 30 years, except for about 12 years ago, I had a blip. I put about 25 pounds on, and um, it was a really challenging time in my life. Uh, there's just a lot going on. I just had a new kid, didn't sleep well. We moved to a new house, redid the whole thing, running a business, just whatever. And so I remember putting that weight, and I was like, well, this is, I, I don't want to live at this weight. However, I also, I didn't have the motivation or the focus to live at that lower weight that I had been living at. And so I raised it by 10 pounds, you know, and I lived there for a while. Things had chilled out now, and now I brought it back down to where I originally was. But the point is, your goal weight can change based on, life situations you know your weight's not always the most important thing (laughs) you know what i mean there's life going on and so i think it's important to see your weight within context that really again your weight is a means to an end you know you're welcome i I hope that helps you out um eric says i get hung up on the goal weight too i don't really know what's realistic for me yeah yeah okay so let's talk about that so how because where do you go sometimes that goal weight thing can definitely be that's why i say the goal weight thing is such an important piece to get right um and so I think, in the, in the now some people, like they've got a clear cut goal in their mind and they know what it feels like and it's very real and very inspiring to them, okay? Cool. Some people, it's been so long since they've been anywhere near their goal weight that it feels really far away and hazy and vague and unclear, right? So that's not very motivating. That's a big problem, okay? So how do you get yourself in that direction in a way that's motivating, right? And so I would suggest that you f- start focusing on the weight loss itself, right? And so one way to do that, you can make it interesting depending where you're at, right? So let's just say you're at like, say you're 266, right? So maybe the first goal in that spot is to get under 250. Let's just focus on, let's just do that. Now what this is, is this is, this is shifting the goal from the big absolute goal of getting to a goal weight to more of an intrinsic goal of forward momentum, And I'm a big fan of this one. I like to use both of them, right? But I think, you know, depending on where you're at with your weight, you know, if you're, you know, in the obese category, severely obese category, um, this is where I suggest you starting off with is forward momentum and really getting fixated on the momentum piece. Because if you keep fixating on the goal weight, it feels so far, you're going to feel it, right? Maybe it won't to you, right? So again, there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you. But you got to have some sense, some sensitivity to where your motivation's at. And if you, motive, if you focus on your goal weight and it feels really far away and you feel yourself getting demotivated, you've got to be able to feel that, recognize that, and that's where you start shifting into the forward momentum goals, you know, and, and you set those up according to your situation. So again, example-wise, you're 266, maybe the first goal is to get under 250, right? Let, let's do that. I love that goal. I love short-term goals and I don't think people use them enough because again, it, it's all that all or nothing thinking, you know, and so once you extend your time frame out, again, what's the classic saying is that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month, underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And so people are so conditioned to think in short term time frames that it's like even with the goal weight, they're just fixated on the goal weight how fast they can get there. But if you can get yourself fixated on the forward momentum, if you can give forward momentum in a comfortable way, then you're gonna get to your goal weight. Whatever that goal weight may be, right? So, you know, 266. Now you focus on 250 and you put all your focus. I want to get to 250. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't give a shit. I just want to get to 250. What can I do to make that happen? And then you start optimizing, you know, and then you get to 250. You get 249 now. Right now, what do you say? Well, you know, it's up to you. It could be now I want to get on 240. Why not? It's, you understand though, it's 100% up to you. You can make your own goals along the way. But again, what it all revolves around is that. That sensitivity. This is why program yourself then always starts with motivation. That's the first thing you do in the program is figure out again what motivates you. And so it's it's understand because if you don't have motivation, nothing's gonna work. And if you have intense motivation, almost anything's gonna work. You see? And this is a big piece of that motivation puzzle is being able to run your own brain. I can't tell you like exactly right because everyone's a little different. So I don't know. So Erica, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Get on, let's talk about the goal weight. And see what what feels best. I'm not. I don't know all the answers, but it's like we want to we want to test things out, try different ways of thinking about things to see what 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 creates that little spark in you. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, 250? I feel like I could do that. You know, get my my you know say two sixty six. Your ultimate goal weight is one thirty. Who knows, right? It's like geez, that feels a that, that's it's one of me's. That's half of me gone. That, that's a long. That's gonna take a while. It's hard to stay motivated. Okay, again, let's break it down then. And even if your goal is only 20 pounds I would break it down into 5 pounds it's just very appealing to your brain you know the further you put a goal out the less motivating it is the closer you make the goal the more motivating it is you see so again you don't have to have a goal weight in mind Because again, what you can do is you really, instead of focusing on the goal weight, you can focus on the eating and the lifestyle and the mindset pieces. Really cleaning up your eating, cleaning up your lifestyle, and cleaning up your mindset. That becomes the focus. I want to be the person I am, and the weight loss is just part of that. So that's a whole other piece is really defining this as more than just the weight loss. The weight loss is not enough motivation. Okay. You need to make this more. So you want to take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development, make this a process of becoming the best Erica possible. And one part of that is that weight, but just one part. And so now you've got other reasons you want to eat well, other reasons you want to do all those lifestyle habits, other reasons you want to think clearly, you know, and the weight loss is just almost a side effect to it when you're doing it right. Um, But again, like I said, we'll talk about this more um, tomorrow on the call. But uh, yeah don't don't worry about breaking the goals down into whatever things feel good for you is, is always a good strategy as well Usman um, said is it harder to lose weight as we get older or is that a myth um, you know I, I I say it depends you know like there's just so many bodies and people and all the rest of it in uh, reasons right why would it get harder to lose weight when you get older I think I think one of the reasons why it's harder to lose weight when you get older but again I'm a mindset guy right so, so are there physical reasons I, Probably, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. I've helped a lot of, my clients over the last 20 years, my clients average age 50s, 60s, you know? And I've worked with people up until their late 70s and I've helped them lose weight. Um, So, you know, at the end of the day, when you change your eating and your behaviors, you're gonna change your weight. And so why does it make it hard? Why is it hard when you get older? Well, maybe there's less motivation if you're not thinking about it proper, um, you know, you're more set in your ways and your routines perhaps, you know? Um, Those are real factors though, you know, as a mindset guy. So, uh, I, I would, I couldn't answer that question scientifically, but in my experience, I've seen, I've seen people of all ages lose weight. So that's what I'll say. It's a myth. That's where I'll go with it mostly. Plus I wouldn't want to believe that. What's up, Deb. Welcome back. Hope you had a great vacation. I did have a great vacation, a great vacation. One of the best. So it was awesome. Mrs. A says, love all this. Thank you. I've been in the gym faithfully and went up eight pounds. My clothes fit better. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing, right? That's the thing too. Like it just speaks to having more more measurements that you're paying attention to than just the scale. Okay? And so that can be, there's the, there's the physical ones. That's all we're ever trained to do is to think about weight, size, you know what I mean, shape. But um, again, beyond that is, you know, yeah, if you've been doing the gym faithfully, that's awesome because you probably feel stronger. You probably feel more energized. You probably feel more proud of yourself. You probably feel a stronger sense of momentum and, you know, forward motion in your life. You probably feel a stronger sense of accomplishment and ability to take action. Right. Do those things mean anything to us? (laughs) You know, so if we pay attention to those things, too, those are great. You can always dial in the weight piece, in my opinion, but those things always get easier. Again, what I always say, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so to me, it's like, you know, okay, so for, I'll give you an example. This, this, so this past week on vacation, my eating goes off the rails a bit. My lifestyle goes off the rails a little bit. A lot of the stuff I maintain. And my mindset's solid, but it's in a vacation mode. You know, so as soon as I get back from vacation, my mindset's rock solid. I was prepared for vacation. I'm prepared to come back and do what I'm going to do. Rock solid. I'm up seven pounds. I put seven pounds on during vacation. There's not a lick of worry in me because I know I'm going to go right back to my normal routine right here, Monday, right back in it. Not 100% clean, but, but 90% of the way, right? i pop right into my, my lifestyle again. So I'm not worried, right? And so my lifestyle cleans up and I start feeling better already. Right, now I got to deal with some of the bullshit, you know. Like I don't, I feel heavier. I don't feel great. I feel very tired. Um, my body's tight because I haven't been stretching, and so I notice all those things, and they just go back into my mindset to really reinforce why I love living this way. Because I realize when I take a step off this lifestyle, being so clean with my lifestyle, I realize, because you lose, you lose track of how good you can feel. You lose track of how bad you can feel too, unfortunately. Um, so I like having a vacation, and it was a wonderful vacation. But, yeah, there's some there's consequences to eating the way I did, to, to drink as much as I did, you know? There's consequences to living that way for a week. And um, I notice them, and I utilize them, you know? And I remind myself, this is why I like to eat clean, because I, I feel a lot better. Um, but great job, Mrs. A. Nice job. Uh, Does drinking water help lose weight? I believe drinking water helps you lose weight, very much so. And I think the key reasons are, one is it's great to help you feel fuller for a little bit. Um, Your stomach's got stretch receptors. That's part of what makes you feel full. So when you feel hungry, if you drink a a big glass of water, it does stretch your stomach for a moment. Not long. I mean, it empties out relatively quick, so it's not a long-term solution. But, you know, a lot of times hunger, when it's not genuine, it'll be there for 10, 15 minutes, and then it kind of just goes away and passes. So the water can help you get through that. So that's one way. Um, but the other ways is it helps you digest better. Um, but one of the big ones for me, the, the two big ones that I a lot of times don't peel and think about number one, it makes your body feel better, right? So your cartilage is 80% water. So the more water you drink, I was thinking like lubricating your joints. Um, it makes your muscles feel more supple and, and comfortable. Uh, and it helps your brain think more clearly, right? It literally affects brain function. So for me, it's like, I don't, if my body's uncomfortable, I tend to go to food, so the more comfortable I feel, the less I kind of go towards the food. So I definitely believe that water helps you to lose weight. One final piece is that a lot of times our body misinterprets thirst for hunger. Because in the natural world where we evolved, uh, we ate we ate a lot of our water, right? We ate we a lot of water-rich foods. And now we don't as much if you're eating more pra- packaged foods. So um, that's another one is that it can reduce your hunger as well. Uh, does drinking coffee quicken your metabolism? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I you know I sit here because I just read a study about how fidgeting helps you burn calories, right? So does it does it change your metabolism? Nothing really changes your metabolism, by the way. And the difference between a fast and a slow metabolism is negligible. It's, it's very little. Um, but coffee certainly can make you fidget a little bit more. Maybe take a little more action potentially, right? And that would be helpful. Um, but again, it depends on you are drinking your coffee, right? If you drink your coffee like me, you'll be fine because I just drink it black. But if you're drinking, you know, coffee, you know, as a code word for a milkshake, (laughs) if it's got, you know what I mean? If it's got a bunch of milk and sugar in it, that's a milkshake, you know? But if it's just black coffee, uh, I tend to think it's better. I like coffee. I'm a little biased, but um, eh, I'll leave it with that. I I couldn't tell you. I guess it probably depends on the person. Um, Jose says, yes, all that, right? So stay focused on those things, you know? Again, it's just, I I see that so much... um, with my clients, you know, they'll do, they'll be doing great. And it's like, they're like, oh, everything's going great. I've been eating well, I've been getting sleep, I'm drinking water, I feel amazing, I'm energized. I've been more, just, my moods have been calmer, I've been more, active. I've been doing things, <laughs> laughing. Uh, everything's great, right? And they go, but then I stepped on the scale and I didn't lose any weight. So I don't know, I don't know if I'm able to keep, you know what I mean? It's like, well, did you just hear yourself five minutes and how amazing things have been? But now because of scale, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the weirdest thing with this scale and, um. The thing with this scale, i could talk about this all day, but the scale is just one tool of measurement I hope you use. Because if you're using as the main tool, you're really, you're setting yourself up for failure, I would say. It's very difficult to just look at a scale and successfully lose weight, you know? So if you start taking into account all the other benefits you get out of eating better, um, living a healthier lifestyle, thinking clearer, there's so many more benefits than just your body slimming down, which is a great one. Uh, Yeah, great. But there's so many other benefits and they're instant. That's the key thing, right? So, Mrs. A knows you go to the gym, like, maybe you didn't build up all the muscle instantly, but the second you're done working out and you're getting that car, that feeling of pride and, you know, momentum and excitement about yourself, your self image improves. I took action. You believe in yourself. All of these positive emotions and mindset, that internal dialogue is so much better. Isn't that a nice place to live? You see what I mean? It's, it's not the weight. It's what you're doing consistently that your internal dialogue is reflecting. And um, so when you start doing things like going to the gym and, and you really hitting it well, yeah, you want the weight to come off for sure, but that's, that can't be the only reason. Why would, you, why would you let that be the only reason? There's, there's a million other benefits you're getting out. Why ignore those? I, I don't, people do this all the time and I don't understand it. I think I understand it because I think it's because everyone thinks about weight loss like a diet, right? And diets don't focus on any of those things because none of those things are there. <laughs> right diets just feel like shit basically from start to end and so it's all about just it feels like shit you want to feel like shit because all it matters is just losing weight no pain no gain right so again anyways I, I think that whole concept of weight loss is flawed to begin with and so program yourself then we really take a holistic view of it and we're using it again we're, we're taking our weight loss and wrap it in personal development your your weight loss is like one of the the best engines you have to improve your whole quality of life you as a person to become the best version of you you want to be weight loss is a great way to kind of kickstart that and use that as part of the process but who gives a shit if you just lose weight and are miserable like you know what i mean this is why people don't lose weight because they fucking hate their diet and if you hate your diet you hate doing those things you hate living that way you hate eating that way then you're not going to do it what's the point you know but then the flip side if you're feeling amazing you're doing stuff you're hitting great but the weight's not coming out the way you want it to and you, know, you feel discouraged Right? So I'll let that happen. Again, recognize that you're, you're building up. Think about those foundations, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And what I would say with the eight pounds, I don't know how long you've been doing this for, that, that matters. Um, but I would say it's just wins across the board for you right now. You're doing amazing. And now you're in a much better place if you want to lose those eight pounds or how much weight you want to lose. You are in a much better place now to look at your eating and what you're doing strategically because now you've put all this work in and it's either gotten the results you want or it hasn't, but now you have so much more information to deal with. You're in a such better place than you were before you started, guaranteed, right? So again, you have to stop thinking about weight loss. Like that's the, the finish line. That weight loss is not the finish line, folks. The, the, as soon as you get to your goal weight, that's the starting line. So there's no rush, okay? Congratulations on going to the gym. Congratulations on taking all those actions and just changing those things up and now realize that you're in a process of tweaking and optimizing forever because you want to keep the weight loss forever all right um (laughs) Regan what's up Regan let's see I just skipped a bunch of questions sorry about that are you not supposed to drink water when eating that's a good question and I don't have a clear answer for that I've heard two different things um I don't drink water when I'm eating uh you know that's the idea is that the water dilutes the stomach acids i have drank water when i've eaten and i've not and i have noticed no big difference i guess i just buy into the idea that water dilutes the stomach acids and i don't but i couldn't answer that 100% i've not seen and i've looked into it i just have not seen like solid a, a solid obvious answer so i guess i'd test them both out and see which one um feels better starting weight was 226 and i'm down to 188 130 here i come hey great job christina wow what an accomplishment that's so great yeah nice nice job it's hard not to tie it to success i get that i get that um it is hard i'm not saying it's not hard but it's the whole process of weight loss is hard change is hard so everything's hard as i say to my kid his whole life hard is good though you want hard things you don't want to be too hard, but you want them to be hard that you want. Again, it's the idea, like the definition of flow, flow state. Um, you know, the flow state is when you push yourself that 10% past where you're comfortable, you know, and that's a sweet spot to pay attention to. And so, yeah, losing weight. It's hard not to say like, oh, the, the scale going down is the main thing of success. I get that. Okay. But you can absolutely find all these other things. And the more you train yourself to think that way, you can absolutely do it. It's just something you got to practice. But but I, I get it. it's, it's I'm not saying it's easy either. Thank you for what you do for us. You're welcome, Dolores. It's my pleasure. Um, I miss this stuff. I, I you know I, I was thinking last week I was uh it was nice to take a week off. I've been grinding for a full year. This that was the first week I took off in a year. And it was really nice. But I was I miss all you folks. I like uh, I like talking to you about all this stuff. I really do. I've been doing this for a long time. I love it. Um, other people will try to sabotage you too. Well, that is true. <laughs> People do try and sabotage you, you know. I, I think um <laughs> thanks, Christina. A thousand likes. Nice, thanks everyone. I appreciate that. Yeah, folks, anyway, if you're if you're enjoying this, hit me some likes. Hit me some likes. Pay me in likes. Um yeah, and you burn some calories. I saw that. Yeah. Uh so um what do I say? I, I want to talk about other people. I, I appreciate that, folks. Thanks. Um other people will try and sabotage you. I don't think it's ne- it's like nefarious. I think it's that a lot of times when you start making yourself better and eating different, it does affect other people. I always think of it metaphorically. It's like as soon as you decide to like eat healthier, live healthier, it's like you're holding up a big mirror to all the people in your life, you know, and it causes them to reflect on what's going on with them and what they're doing. And a lot of times that they feel that pressure and they don't like that. So again, remember, all of our brains want just to just maintain the status quo. And so as soon as you start making, you know, reaching outside of that, other people don't want that so it's not that they don't want you to succeed it's just that their own stuff's kind of tied up with that so i don't know if that helps you or hurts you but that is a whole thing to think about and take into account so yeah that's that um i'm glad christina that's awesome and by the way folks i I gotta get out in a minute but um if you if you haven't gotten that hypnosis session that i give you in my bio go get that hypnosis session because i got a bunch of like i got a program i don't if you haven't seen if you haven't been here before if you don't know about it, i have a program a coaching program um where i work with people you can find about it program yourself then.com but if you go to that link in my bio that's a free hypnosis session i give you i give you a training three steps to master your weight you can watch and um i just and i email you every day positive encouraging stuff not just bullshit uh and I just released a course last week, the seven-day mindset program. It's really good, you know, and I just give that away too. So I've always got stuff coming your way uh, for free too. Um, and then if you're really serious, you know, obviously get in the coaching program, but it's, um, yeah, definitely get that stuff. And I got more stuff coming, but you get on my email list, okay? Because I got a lot of things planned and um, I only let my email list know about them. Um, the lawyer says, no, I love him." Husband will sabotage you with extra food. yeah, yeah partners will do that you know this is why again when you want to lose weight you have to realize this is this is your decision you know what i mean like and i I, listen there's challenges we all got challenges when we start different challenges but everyone's got them and so you know when you got another person in your life that's not necessarily supporting you where you want to go what you have to do in that situation you have to extra reinforce your motivation Okay, very, very important. You've got to make, everyone's got to make, your motivation has to be the central piece. If you're not losing weight, it's because you don't want to lose weight. I'll tell you that right now. You weigh what you want to weigh, subconsciously. And so it's important, the motivation, I was the very first thing you got to overcome is, is motivation. You're not motivated. Don't get upset with me. You'll see if you, I don't have time to explain this. Because I would love to, I love talking about this. But um, I talk about in that three steps to master your weight training about motivation. And, um, you'll understand it. Cause I promise you, if you're not losing weight, it's because you're not motivated. It's not your hormones. It's not your genetics. It's not your Hashimoto's, not your PCOS. Cause I've worked with all those people and they've all lost weight. Okay. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. And the biggest piece of your mindset initially is your motivation. You're just not motivated. I know that hurts to hear, here but it's true and so even if you have a husband if you have a partner someone in your life who's kind of trying to sabotage you it's still on you and if you're motivated enough that won't matter you understand that I say this to you because I'm empowering you here I want you to feel empowered because you are you're the one in control you control your weight because you control what you put in your mouth all right no matter what the situation and I know that there's easier and hard situations i'm not I'm not you know I'm not, I'm not obtuse to that i get that. Um, But at the end of the day, it all comes down to your motivation and how you're thinking about this process. And when your motivation is really high, the rest of the process becomes a lot easier. Okay, so just remember that. All right. Um, They want you to look good, but not too good. (laughs) So true. How do you kindly decline foods we don't want? Um, Easiest way to decline foods. Now this is scientific, by the way. So I I want you to understand that because they did a test where they had they they create cravings in people and offer them chocolate cake. And they'd have them say different phrases to see which one kind of felt most satisfying. And they tested, I can't, I shouldn't eat that. I'm on a diet. Oh, no, thanks. No, I can't have that. All those. And the winner by a mile was, I'll have it later. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons why I'm not going to go into those now. But so that's how you kindly decline food you don't want. No, thank you. I'll have it later. No, thank you. I'm stuffed. If you're in a place where you can't have it later, Um, but no, thank you. And then, you know, I'm stuffed. No, thank you. I'll have it later. I'd build off of those two, right? That, that's the, key yeah, that's a good one, right? So, and there's a lot of science why that is, which is why, again, Program Yourself Then we use a 5-2 model, and it's really built on that, that idea as well, that, um, you know, we have five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, and part of it's built on the psychology behind why that's so effective. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, no thank you, I'll have it later. is a great one, because your mind doesn't feel, all those other ones feel, I'm never gonna have it. And this one here so is still going to have it, but it's just later on. And so delaying is a lot more comfortable to our brain than feeling like we're never going to get it, right? So it makes a huge difference. So good luck with that. All right, everyone, have a great day. Again, if you haven't gone there, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. Um, and remember, you can watch me on TikTok. I put video, videos up all the time. Podcast is Program Yourself Thin, hypnosis, uh, and uh, weight loss content over at YouTube at Jim Kitsula. So thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.